Welcome everyone to this episode of the Palmetto Guardian. I'm Sergeant Chelsea Baker and today we have Lisa Mustard back with us. I don't want to keep saying familiar face because I feel like every time you're here I say that. <laughs> That's okay, you can say it. I like being a familiar face. <laughs> yes. I appreciate that. But if you could just um, say like yeah. where you work and all that kind of stuff sure. so those who haven't seen previous podcasts they know. Right. Yes, because there might be people who have no idea who I am. (laughs) Exactly. So my name is Lisa Mustard. I am a marriage and family therapist. I work for the South Carolina Army National Guard, and I help families, soldiers, um, as well as airmen, uh, cope with just life and stuff that happens uh, across across it all. I feel like I've heard everything (laughs) um, at this point in my career here with the Guard. So nothing is, uh, I hate to say nothing is new. It's just the particular person's experiences kind of showing up so but I work with um, I work statewide now that we're kind of virtual so if you guys live in Greenville I am located in Columbia so if you live in Greenville or you live in Charleston and you want to connect with me we can set up a virtual session and I can consult and see how I can help folks yeah yeah awesome well I know beforehand we were talking a little bit about what we were going to talk about but it's just crazy to think of how fast and someone else stopped by um, earlier and was saying it's crazy how fast time is flying by, but how slow it was, yeah. if that makes any sense. Oh, totally. Yeah. And for us to be going into the holidays and everything, it's, I don't know, it, it puts a lot of stress on people because this year has been, we've been get, um, having, I can't talk today, we haven't, <laughs> we've been having curveballs thrown at us left and right yeah. and trying to figure out what to do to cope through that. And then on top of that, it's like, now the holidays are upon us and they came out of nowhere, I feel like. So we kind of just want to talk about how to cope with that, how to deal with stress and all that kind of stuff. And you are the expert in that area. <laughs> Thanks. I don't know if I'm the expert, but I definitely have uh, experience with mm-hmm. stress. I mean, you're right. This year has been one big stress ball for so many people. And if you guys didn't catch the most recent episode I was on where we talk about kind of how to deal with the stress of the pandemic and the unknown, Mm -hmm. I would highly encourage you to go back and listen to that one because that's where we talk about um, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And so I'm kind of just kind of like part two of that idea. Let's take that into (laughs) the holiday season. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about your neighborhood, but I kid you not, it was like two days after Halloween, Christmas stuff was going up in the neighborhood. I was like, whoa. wait, like, I'm not ready for that. Can we? (laughs) So it is. And and I honestly think that people might be doing that because we need the fun. Like we need the distraction of just the ick that is going on around us. So I think that's kind of a neat thing. Like I'm changing the way I look at the holidays. Like we need the holidays. Um, Thankfully in South Carolina, we don't have that mandate where we can't have our holidays. Mm -hmm. Um, But I know that is going on in, I think in other States. So if you have family members, you can't see, um, you know, that's something you have to figure out as well and it's this this whole year um it's gone by super fast but the days sometimes have felt really long Mm -hmm. and really slow so I totally get what you mean by that yeah I just I can't believe that we're going into a new year and like you said we don't there's so many unknowns (laughs) and so that's why I like your quote that you're saying um so that we're not constantly getting wrapped up in what's in front of us or even thinking about what's to come. Like sometimes you just have to live in the moment, but I think talking about it, giving some advice on it and explaining things that you can do because the holidays for some people, it might not be as big of a deal. And for others it might be, I don't know. I mean, my boyfriend, his holidays, Halloween, which now that's (laughs) done and over with. (laughs) Right. And mine more is Christmas because 
I'm far away from family, so it's good to come together at that time and spend time together. But then with everything else going on, it's like, well, are we going to be able to go somewhere? Right. Are we going to be able to do this or normal traditions? And so it's it's good to talk about it and not get so wrapped up in all the unknowns. Oh, yeah. Right. And it, it, I think it's what you just said is really important is we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. And we have people that we can talk to about it. So I want to remind folks out there, if they need someone to talk to about it, the behavioral health specialist, that's what we do here at the Guard. And you can always reach one of us. Um, at our 800 number, which is 800-681-2558. And how that works, it's confidential. You call, you leave us a message, and one of us will call you back within 5 to 10, 15 minutes, kind of just depending on uh, technology. And sometimes yeah. it just kind of gets a little bit backlogged. But we um, we respond pretty fast, and nothing is off limits for calling that number. Um you know, it's not a crisis line. If you are in crisis, um, 800-273-TALK is the best place to call or go to an emergency room or um, your, you know, uh, emergency room really would be if it's an, if it's a true, true, like life or death situation. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, and I am actually, it's funny, I'm actually primary on call the week at Christmas. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but that's okay. Um, I'm, I'm actually, I've, that's actually a, an interesting week to be on call. We, I've had so many, I've actually been on call that week in the past, and I had some really interesting cases come through. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's, we're here to serve, we're here to help, we're here to consult. And um, so, yeah, I want to encourage people to call that number if they really, I mean, we're humans, we, there's no judgment, there's no agenda on my end on what you should or shouldn't do. It's just a person that you can talk to and kind of like figure out what you need to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to kind of, I know we mentioned talking about helping families that have a deployed soldier or airman during this time of year. And that is, it comes up every year. Mm -hmm. You know, there's always somebody who's deployed. um, And there's always that it's either your first deployment and you're the spouse home (laughs) and you're you're the soldier away, or you're the seasoned spouse, you're the seasoned soldier. And this is like your third or fourth fourth time being deployed during a holiday. So I just want to encourage everybody that your experience is unique to you. And there's no right or wrong way to experience this. There's just your way. So I have actually you know, talk to spouses over the years who have been, you know, the first deployment when their husband or I'll just use the word husband and wife because that's usually the demographics that we fall into. Mm-hmm. Um, you can definitely have a husband at home and a female soldier deployed. I've definitely been through that. Um, but, you know, it's uh, this, the wife will say, oh, this is our third one. We're so used to this. Not a big deal. And then something pretty um amazing not amazing but something pretty devastating happens like um a parent dies mm-hmm. or somebody gets sick so you know you never know what can happen and if you have a good support system in place prior to that deployment I want to encourage everybody to have and if it's too late for that reach out to your FRG reach out to your family support person and you know get that bubble of folks around you um it's always good to have that support system in place and and have it, th- you know, talk about it with your soldier. Talk about what your support system looks like because you might have one idea and he or she might have another, but you really need to talk about what that looks like. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's just good communication for families in general to have like the plan and, you know, who you're going to contact. And, and I know that pre-deployment, yellow ribbon stuff, they make you go through all that. But a lot of the times that information doesn't really happen. The conversation doesn't happen between the, the spouses. And I, and I've, 
I know that, like I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, so plan ahead, talk with your soldier about hopes, um, about what you hope can happen during the deployment, especially over the holidays, but also talk about the reality of what probably will happen. Like it's great to have hopes and it's great to have wishes, but you also definitely want to talk about, okay, what if those don't aren't able to happen? Here's the reality of what my deployment might have me doing. You know, so if you think that Christmas morning you're able to Skype or Zoom with your soldier and you can't, mm-hmm. you know, like have a contingency plan for that. What's the backup? Well, maybe you can do Christmas Eve or maybe you can do the day after Christmas, but you guys talk about that as you get closer. It's really, really important. Um, sometimes you won't be able to even talk to your soldier while there's a major holiday. Um, so have, have a plan in place for like what that's going to look like. Um, and if you're the spouse at home and you're feeling resentment and you're feeling discouraged to the military, yes, we get it. Like, I know it happens yet at the same time, that doesn't really help the rest of your, uh, extended family, your kids. You have to really make that choice to see it in a different perspective. So what do we say in the military? Hump the good stuff. <laughs> or when you change the way you look at things, the, the, when you, <laughs> when the, you know what I'm trying to say. Yes. Now, I can't remember it. I'm going to get it all mixed up. But just look for a new perspective, a mm-hmm. new lens. Um, you know, really work on um, on that. And if you have a hard time with it and it's not working, I get it. Call uh, call one of us and we will help you with that. You know, I get it. It's it's not easy. I have my mm-hmm. days where I can build a resentment up like that. And I'm just, rah, 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 and I have to like <laughs> talk myself down, but that's normal. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a, this can be a wonderful and joyous time of year, but it can also be super stressful. So that's my first tip is plan ahead. Talk about your hopes and dreams, but also be very realistic about other options and uh, possibilities. Mm-hmm. So, so what, what would be your next tip? <laughs> my next tip, <laughs> um, like I said earlier, kind of, you know, don't go it alone. Have a support system in place. Make plans for holidays. If you can, I know COVID-19 has definitely thrown a wrench in all of this. Um, but Zoom with your, with your family as often as you can. Get your kids involved. Get creative. Ask your kids, you know, like this year is going to be different. Um, what would you like to see happen over Christmas? Since we can't have mom or dad here, what would you like to do this year? Um, you know, luckily we live in a state where you can still get outside and it's still beautiful weather. So maybe you pick up and do something different on Christmas. I know um, Thanksgiving this year for us was different. Um, not because of deployment, but just because of family kind of being in different places and quarantining. So we made the decision as a family to do something different this year, make it something different and new and have fun with it and not get so caught up in the, in the, oh, I wish you, yeah, we wish, Mm -hmm. but next year we'll have it. So, um, definitely, you know, don't go it alone. Talk to your kids, talk to your support system. Um, see, see what the new possibilities could be. I guess would be my next one. Um, and then make plans with them as best as you can. You know, if you um, know you can't be with family members over Christmas because you have some, you know, older parents or grandparents who don't feel safe being around, like do something different and fun. Like set up a Zoom call. You can get Zoom for free, Skype for free. Um, get on FaceTime, you know, just maybe see if you can like watch a holiday movie together. I know that sounds really weird, but you can totally set mm-hmm. that up. You could even do that with your, your soldier overseas if, if that, you know, allows for it. Um, you know, maybe do, if you have little kids, you can read to them Christmas story, get, get them on, on Skype or Zoom to read Christmas story. 
just try to see it as an opportunity for for new new things. You know, um, hopefully in 2021 we'll be back to a normal. Mm-hmm. We'll, I'll be able to be together. Um, so that's kind of like my third tip is new traditions. Uh, different times call for new ways of doing things. Hunt the good. Uh, he or she will be back in 2021. So you can kind of pick up where you left off. And in the grand scheme of things, it's it's one Christmas, hopefully. And yeah. if some of those families out there, this is like, well, Lisa, no, this is actually our third Christmas. But those are the families that are seasoned to this. And they're kind of, they're the ones you want to call <laughs> when you're feeling low on mm-hmm. your first deployment. That's kind of the way I see it. Yeah. I think, because um, like I've said before, like, it's fun to do the traditions. And as you get older, too, traditions change. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that I remember growing up that we don't do anymore just because of distance, time, f- the family's growing. Yep. So it's always good to make new traditions within and share that experience with your kids, your parents, whoever is around, um, and just hunt the good stuff out. Yeah. Like, why Why is this good? You say that all the time. Yeah. Like, find the good in the situation instead of just taking the negative out of yeah. it. Yeah. And I mean, this is, this is an example of, of hunting the good. Um, so over Thanksgiving, you know, we didn't do our normal like turkey day thing because family was kind of um, distance and we had things going on and people were quarantining and it was just, it, we just felt like it just didn't feel right to do the normal thing. Um, so we were like, well, we, the kids have Wednesday off. I have Thursday and Friday off. My husband took Thursday and Friday off. So we just picked up and went on some hikes, you know, we were like, well, why not? This is Mm -hmm. beautiful weather. Like, let's just get out and explore South Carolina because we can still go outside (laughs) and breathe the air. And, um, it was so fun. It was so fun. And I'm kind of like, oh, can we do this again next year? Like, can we fit it in (laughs) around, you know, maybe, so maybe next year we'll like bring our family members with us and on Friday, you know, and like the whole black Friday thing, like, I don't even want to shop. I would. I've never shopped no, during. No, maybe <laughs> I'm too afraid. <laughs> yeah, and, and this year, I mean, this year, like you can't. I mean, people didn't go anywhere because of everything yeah. was online. Um, you know, so there's that you got to think about. Um, but yeah, I love the idea of new traditions. It's you can. There's the sky's the limit with what you can do. Mm-hmm. I think that's really exciting. Um, my other other suggestion, and I don't. I really haven't looked much into it, so I don't know what's out there. But another, you know, one of the ways that we can instantly feel better is when we help other people. So if there's a volunteer opportunity out there over the holidays that you can do, like Harvest Hope Mm -hmm. um, here, always, I mean, gosh, I get emails from them all the time. They're looking for volunteers to help. So there are a lot of people out there in need. And that really helps us shift our perspective and helps us learn uh, gratitude and being thankful for what we do have when we go and we help other people. Um, So... You know, I think that's another wonderful thing that you could maybe adopt as a tradition this year is where can you volunteer? Where can you help? I mean, I don't know if they're going to be doing the soup kitchens or the, the, you know, but there's definitely still space, whether that be doing a coat drive or, um, you know, something for the kids that are underserved or underprivileged. Like there's definitely things out there and you can probably just get on Google and search for volunteer opportunities um, here in South Carolina. And I bet you'll get a ton, a ton of ideas. Mm-hmm. And if you can't find something, well, you know, task, my kids are so creative, like task your kids with like, okay, well, 
maybe there's something you guys would want to do and give back. What do you have for ideas? Like my kids always want to do a lemonade stand, which I'm like, <laughs> hot, hot chocolate. Yeah, we could do a hot chocolate stand. You could like, you know, you could, you could raise a little bit of money. And mm-hmm. so there's always, there's always um, options. And I think volunteering to help others helps me get out of my own head and out of my own funk. So I like that idea too. Yeah. I think it's interesting now sitting here talking to you um, and thinking about last year and the things we were talking about and um, you explaining like ways to cope with um, maybe family situations that you have, you don't face until you go to the holidays and stuff. And now this year it's just like, well, I guess you don't have to worry about any of that because you can't really go anywhere. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I remember that, that one I did with Chaplain Denny and talking about like when you disagree with somebody mm-hmm. at Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner, like politics or even like Clemson versus Carolina, mm-hmm. you know, how do you, how do you have that conversation? <laughs> um, yeah, I think this year is definitely, definitely different. So be grateful. You don't have to do that. You yeah. know, you don't have to deal with, with those things. So yeah, remember, you know, it's really easy to get in this, well, this is this year and it stinks and I can't do that thing. Well, actually you're getting a pass. Mm-hmm. You don't have to deal with cousin Joe who bugs, you know, bugs you to death. Like, <laughs> yay, that's a, that's a hunt of good stuff right there. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. That's a good point. We'll, we'll come back to that next year. Yeah. And we'll, see how, how it plays out on the third mm-hmm. year. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now there is one thing, um, that kind of popped into my head, um, with you talking about deployment and stuff, what would you, what are some suggestions that you would give to soldiers who are just returning home? Because, I mean, we've had a huge influx this past year with soldiers coming home, and I don't know how close to the holidays they're coming home, but getting back into the swing of things and, like, how to cope with that because it could be a little overwhelming, especially with um, COVID, and you have all these limitations and things that you're not used to doing. But then you're also overwhelmed from being home and not being around. And what's some advice that you would give somebody that's in that situation? So I love to say that there's like what people romanticize to be the homecoming. Mm -hmm. And then there's the reality of the Mm -hmm. homecoming. So if depending on where you are in the redeployment or coming home stage, you know, it's you just got to be aware that your expectations for homecoming might be very different than reality. Um, I'm not saying that to say, you know, it's going to flop or it's going to be this beautiful thing, but just be aware, just be realistic. And you know, your soldier probably better than, than I do if I were to meet that, your soldier. So, um, don't just, just be realistic about what, what is possible for their feelings, for their temperament, for their affect. Um, you can't control it, but you could definitely need to be, you know, aware and realistic. Mm -hmm. So, I used to joke around and say that everybody wants to think it's sunshine and rainbows and unicorns when the soldier comes home. Mm -hmm. And I think it is for a little bit, you know, and that little bit could be two days for some people. It could be two months and then the reality can kind of hit. And there is um, a shift. You have to, you you know, coming home and and reintegrating is – is a big process. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to recognize it as being a process. And there's only your way of going through that process. There's like, we could sit here and tell you the different phases and stages of reintegration. And yeah, you're probably going to go through them all, but you're going to go through them at a different pace. And your, your world is going to be different than your battle buddies, you know, world and reintegration. Um, so recognize that there are going to be some days that it's awesome, sunshine and lollipops. And then some days it's really tough. And it's really hard. And that's normal. Like, that is 
normal. I'm going to say it again. No, that is normal. (laughs) Um, So just keep that in mind. Um, There's all sorts of resources, of course, when the soldier comes home. Now, do they always take advantage of those resources? Not always. The spouse or the girlfriend or boyfriend usually knows of those resources way better than the soldier does is because they're so invested in that homecoming and that reintegration. Mm-hmm. Um, and the soldier is as well, but sometimes if you're, if this is your first time reintegrating, there's going to be stuff that happens that you're not expecting, like feelings and thoughts and behaviors that you just, it's, it's can be jarring. So take it easy, take it one day at a time. If you need support, if you need help, you know, please reach out and, and ask for us. If you were having marriage issues prior to deployment, you might be having marriage issues, reintegration. So keep that in the back of your mind too. Nothing like if you don't work on those things, they don't magically go away. Mm -hmm. Right. So you might need to jump into some marriage counseling and we can help you with that. Um, if you had, you know, kid issues prior to deployment and you come home, sometimes those kid issues, you know, they can still be there too. Or you have a new issue because kids are growing and changing and relationships evolve. Kids grow. You know, your 10-year-old daughter is not the same at 11. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me. Like, it happens fast. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's normal though. You know, life doesn't go on hold because of deployment and life doesn't go on hold because of reintegration. So there are going to be obstacles and bumps. And y'all, that's, if I say it again, it's normal. Like don't, (laughs) don't stop watching this, but it is. So I just want to normalize that it's, it is, Mm -hmm. I mean, it totally is. I don't care which deployment it is. If it's your first or it's your fifth, it's different. It's always different and different doesn't mean bad. It just means different. So if it's different and it's weird and it's hard to deal with, then reach out and ask for some support. And, you know, a lot of people kind of wait until it's too late. Mm-hmm. And I say when what's too late, um, divorce papers have been, you know, handed and now they want to do marriage counseling. That That is just really hard, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, and, I, and I've seen that over the years of being a marriage and family therapist. I feel like it's really hard to come back from that once you hand over the divorce papers. Um, so if you, if you are struggling or you're having, you know, thoughts of, you, you know, stuff's not right with your marriage, then reach out when you start to have that feeling. Don't wait until it's too late. Same with your kids. Um, I always say it's better to kind of be proactive because we're not looking at, I'm not looking at this from like a clinical, you know, what, what label can I put in? I'm looking at this as a wellness model. You know, how can I help you be more healthy and well in your life? So reach out as you see that kind of like slipping, I guess mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say. Does that make yeah. sense? No, definitely. Okay. I think a lot of times it's an ego thing. Oh yeah. And <laughs> people don't want to admit that they have an issue, but I can tell you that it makes it 10 times better if you ask for help than to try to figure it out on your own or just bottle it up inside. It just, yeah. it doesn't work out. So I really appreciate you stopping by and giving your knowledge, all the information that your department does and ways that they can reach out to you guys if they need help. But before we end this, is there anything else that you would like to add or tell the listeners, viewers who are watching? Oh, just once again, if you do need support, if you wanted to um, set up a consultation, you can call 800-681-2558. You can always call that number and you'll get one of us calling you back. Um, you know, I'm virtual these days. <laughs> so if you want to set up an appointment just to kind of chat, maybe make a game plan, just run some things by me, you know, you can reach me through that number. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I'll hop on Zoom and, and help anybody out as best I can. And, and like you said, asking for support and help. I mean, if this isn't the year to do it, <laughs> I don't know what, what yeah. is, you know, um, and I ask for help all the time. You know, I'm not like, I'm not a, I'm not embarrassed or ashamed to, to ask for help and, you know, get my butt back into a counselor's office. That's like, to me, the best gift you can give yourself if you, if you see it as a gift, because mm-hmm. a lot of the times, um, people will go to counseling and their the mindset isn't, isn't readiness for change. It's more, um, I just want to vent and scream and kick. Okay, we can do that. But how long do you want to do that before you, you know, take ownership mm-hmm. and, you know, make some changes in your life. And I think, um, that's one of the things that I enjoy doing the most is helping people with change and when they're ready. So I guess that's all I have to add. (laughs) Well, I love it. I love every time you come in and give us your words of wisdom because it always makes me feel better at least. (laughs) (laughs) So I know that uh, if I feel good, then our listeners and viewers are feeling good as well. But I really appreciate you stopping by again today. We'll probably have you after the first of the year to talk about some stuff with what's coming in the new yeah, year, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I would love it if people were to give you feedback on what topics I can, I can bring to them, you know, uh, and if I can't do it, I'm sure we, I can find somebody who can. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So with that, make sure you leave us comments in the comment section below. But for those who are listening and watching, if you like this video, make sure you give it a big thumbs up. If you haven't subscribed to our channel, make sure you hit the subscribe button and we will catch you in the next episode.